0: Hello, kids, it's your auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like in this podcast. Oh, and that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or, if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something. The little... Uh, Lovely listeners, before we get cracking, I've got some deathmin I need to address. If you're listening to this, it means you haven't already subscribed to our bonus podcast, Six Feet Under. And that is truly fucking tragic. Each week, after our guests have croaked it in the main episodes, they join us to dig into your dead good emails and tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. Thank you.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes. take my <laughs> stuff them in there.
0: <laughs> stuff
2: those fuckers in there with
0: me. For just 3 a month, you get an extra episode and everything is absolutely ad-free. The bollocks. So, what the hell are you waiting for? Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or head to wherethesawildersawake.com for details. Right, that's enough of that malarkey. Let's get on with it. Hello. I'm Cathy Burke and welcome to this cobwebbed country house in the podcast sphere where the butler gives you the heebie-jeebies, you're unsure if that's blood or red wine stains up the walls and it takes 500 years for the fucker to heat up. Oh, goddess, I'm fucking bored and we're in this huge house. Whatever shall we do? Throw a party, you say? Ooh, what a lovely idea. It would be a crying shame, though, if there was a murder on the dance floor. <laughs> anyway, welcome to...
1: Where there's a will, there's
0: a Whilst we polish off the silverware, it's time to welcome this week's guest to our morbid manor. Now, some podcasts like a deep dive into people's lives, but over here, we're more interested in deep diving into your death. And joining us this week to meet their sweet demise is the bloody fabulous
1: Emerald, 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 Emerald <laughs> oh, Who are
2: they? Who's the choir?
0: The Rathbones, Mr oh. and Mrs Rathbone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they they sort of live in a basement in, okay. in the studio. <laughs> they never come up in daylight and they love doing these jingles for us. Well, of course, because you make
2: them because they're locked in the basement. That's, that's all they uh, get
0: to do. That's all they get to do. We chuck, yeah. we chuck a bit of food in now and again, yeah. a bit of dry bread. Yeah. And uh, they're very happy with that. But what was great, we have to always check the proper pronunciation of the guest. Yeah. So I'm sure you get called fennel, as in the bulbed veg. Yeah. But it's fennel. Well,
2: it's a difficult one because half the people with this name pronounce it fennel and half pronounce it fennel. Right. And it's really embarrassing to be the ones that, Pronounce it fennel because it's very hyacinth bouquet. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So I I, I never <laughs> correct anyone. Oh I'm too really?
0: Oh that's so, so really, funny. they could say anyone. Could but remember. for now, it does sound more sophisticated? It
2: does, doesn't it? It sort of rhymes with Chanel. Yes.
0: It's it's got a lot going for it. But um, but yeah, no I don't care how people pronounce my name. We are all thrilled to have you because you really are so blooming busy at the moment. with Your wonderful new movie Saltburn, which has divided everyone, which yeah. I. I love, I love it when it's divisive. But, I mean, how do you feel about that? About this sort of, it's become like a cult classic within two months of its bloody release. I mean, it's been absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, I actually,
2: although nobody ever believes it, I really do not set out to make things that are divisive. Like, uh-huh. I, it's really not an intention. I like, but, but it seems that they have been, you know, with something like the grave scene and Barry's been very open about talking about that, you know, the the, the, the depth to which that goes. Yeah, I'm really like, it's, it's something that's really, really important to me and I mean, at every stage, at every stage, we have an intimacy coordinator, we have constant conversations. If there was ever a moment that somebody changed their mind, even after the fact, even after, you know, even if, you know, in the edit or after test screenings or whatever, if anyone had said, let alone Barry, they Mm. wanted something out or changed, it would have gone. Yeah, yeah. I often get asked, like, God, how did you get X to do Y? Mm. And I just think I would never get anyone to do anything. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, is this is a creative endeavour and it's shared. Yeah, yeah. Every single thing that we do, you know, is done together. It is a conversation. It is, And it's only... I, I honestly think that with anything, it's only interesting if you feel safe to go very deep yes, and make things that are kind of tricky, yeah. you know, and I think it's exposing for all of us. It's uh-huh. exposing for me because... I wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying I think that this scene of licking a drain. I think the idea of that is very sexy. That's uh-huh. you know, whatever. Or and it's also exposing because when things come out, you know, you you as the filmmaker, and particularly if you're a female filmmaker, you you know a lot. The responsibility rightly comes down to you, but it means you you know are on the receiving end of a lot of the the ire or the criticism, whatever. That's also fine. But like I think. The idea that, I don't know, I think, well, certainly, you know, you'd have to speak to Barry, but I think he'd be quite outraged because I think he'd, mm. he feels so, it was such a partnership, yes. that part. I don't know, like, I, I do, I think it's great because I always want people to, like, I like making people squirm, you know, and some people like that feeling and some people don't. Mm. And I think the thing with Promising a Woman and then the thing with Saltburn that I felt and experienced is that, like, in the cinema... With both films, but with this one, you know, Promising a Woman, you know, it came out just before COVID, so we missed the kind of opportunity. But with Saltburn, when stuff happens in this film, the stuff that happens that people, you know, get hmm. argue about, or whatever, it's just like in the room, in a room full of strangers, it's the best thing ever because some people squirm, some people scream, some people yeah. laugh, <laughs> some people are furious, some people are like, how could you be so gauche as to mind? <laughs> like, who hasn't tongue to drain in their time? You know, and every everyone feels differently. Everyone thinks everyone else's response is demented, and then the audience kind of turns on itself.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. And
2: it's so thrilling. So that's the thing that I didn't want it to kind of hit in that like, popping as it. Yes. Pleasure zone. Right. You know, that's the pleasure zone that I really like. Okay. Picking a scab and eating it. You know, and that's it. If you're one of those people, Mm. you're going to like salt burn, Uh I think. And then, yeah, and then there's a certain amount of rage and fury uh, directed at at it and also at me. And I guess you just sort of get used to it, maybe. Right. It's always a bit of a surprise because I suppose you just think you forget, you know, people's response is going to be visceral one way you know, if they're going to be super engaged and turned on and making cakes and making cocktails and making edits, you know, that's the lovely side of things. But then, of course, that intensity on the other side is like just quite a lot of... quite a lot of fury directed yes. directed your way.
0: I, I feel... I just feel... This is our first time meeting... Yeah. And I just feel incredibly proud of you. And I hope that doesn't sound fucking patronising. But, you know, just in that way of you being a woman in this industry and what you've been able to do, that you've you've fought through it, you've fought through the pricks that are just sat there talking with their crutches, you know, and you're like, no... I want to tell the stories, I've got a great imagination and I want to be able to tell my stories. And I think you're such a gifted writer and such a gifted director. I mean, what I loved about Saltburn was, you know, as as well as the story and as well as the acting, but it was just like, you know, you've got this beautiful scene, this beautiful imagery. Now, listen, I'm not being all anti-men or whatever, but when, you know, male directors, you know, they set up a beautiful shot and, we're, and it's there's a beautiful shot, it's a beautiful shot, yeah, keep looking at it, keep looking at it, keep look, I mean it's like, when the fuck are you going to cut away from the beautiful shot? And yet you <laughs> you give us a beautiful shot, and it's like, there it is, there it is. now we move on, and it's just like, oh, I don't know, it's like you're like a breath of fresh air. I just think you're so fucking skilled oh, thank and the, the the design of both movies just so beautiful, so beautiful breathtaking at times you know Thank you. and wonderful performances that you get out of people. I think looking at all of your work and actually seeing women
2: be funny on television and in films and as well as being kind of unbelievably gifted sort of dramatic actresses too that thing of like I don't know the freedom there was when I was growing up there were still so few women being funny. Yes. Like given jokes. Yeah, yeah. Being silly, being grotesque, being over the top, you know, it was kind of you know, even you know, Kevin and Perry, just getting to be a boy.
0: Oh yeah. Just
2: not something that had ever occurred to me
0: oh yes i remember because after we did Neil by mouth and then and then we did kevin and perry go large i remember a couple of journalists going what on earth are you doing i mean you should be out in america now doing more serious films why did you decide to do this and i went because i'm playing a boy yeah and he's my fucking creation and uh, when else does a woman get the chance to play a teenage boy in a movie i'm never gonna this never gonna happen again so and of course I'm going to go for that rather than playing yet another fucking tart with a heart or, you know, the mother. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was always the tart with a heart or another fucking mother. You know what I mean? And no, I've got n- nothing against mums, but I ain't one. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, oh, you play the mother. But anyway, we better... We can't, we, we can um, Keep going,
1: sorry. It's one of them now. Sorry. It's, well, it's just off. such a
0: fucking thrill to, to have you here. You know what I mean? So I'm relishing it. But basically you're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to get back to your death. Sorry. Yeah. And so uh, before we get on to the death, <laughs> we need to know what would be your.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what would it be?
2: McDonald's in the car, on my own. Oh, nice. Top Hill Services outside Newbury. Oh yeah. And I get a Big Mac meal with a vanilla milkshake and a side cheeseburger. Oh, right. And then maybe, because it's my last meal, nine nuggets. Right. I'll just have it in the
0: car. Do you know what? This is a regular request. Is it? The McDonald's. Oh, my God, that's so bleak, isn't it? Well, it sort of is a bit bleak, yeah. I think, but I sort of feel it's uh, your generation. I think your generation are very much the the Big Mac Genera- you know what I mean? You've sort of been brought up with it. So my lot, my generation is like it came to, it arrived. Uh-huh. But for you lot, it it was always there. Yeah, and it's always this sort of guilty pleasure. Well, the I think McDonald's.
2: Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure, and also it was sort of forbidden. I mean, not in my family
0: actually, because we're all slags. But
2: conceptually, as an adult now. You know, I thought when I was a kid that I would just be like, you know, eating McDonald's every day. That would be the dream. And of course, I'd still wish I did have McDonald's every day for lunch. But you just don't because you're not
0: allowed to, I guess. Or you don't allow yourself exactly, to. Exactly. You don't allow yeah. yourself
2: to. Because let's be honest, it's not really food no. <laughs> in any
0: kind of like
2: scientific way. Yes. So I suppose it's that thing of, you know, if you get to eat the last thing, it's just going to be the thing that you really want to eat all the time. You're not allowed to. Mm. Because I also grew up, you know, in the 90s with sort of heroin chic. Oh, of course. And so no matter how, you know, well-adjusted I try to become Mm. about food, I think that there's, yeah, I think Mackie D's in the car on my own. If I know I'm dying, I'm a bit like an animal. I want to, like, go away separate myself oh, yes. from the herd yes you know just die in a corner without a fuss
0: okay yeah so a big old Mackey d's with a cheeseburger on the side yeah. and some nuggets yeah and what flavor was the milkshake vanilla vanilla keep it just n- nothing too flash and that's extraordinary coming from the director of uh saltburn yeah that she likes vanilla I know, <laughs> I know, exactly.
2: And only missionary position, thank you.
0: <laughs> there we go. Well, wonderful. Well, make sure that is your last supper. And now we move on to...
1: the death.
0: So, Emerald, how the
2: fuck did it happen? Well, I thought about this for quite a long time and I was trying to think of the likeliest scenario. And for me, the likeliest scenario is being one of those people who is... Trampled to death during the Black Friday sales oh, right. that you see on the internet.
0: <laughs> yes, the c- that's right. Although they sort of calmed down a bit, haven't they? But when it first kicked oh, off, oh man, gee whiz! It was like
2: people were getting crushed up against the walls, and that's what I think will happen to me because I, because <laughs> I'm sober and I don't have many kind of um, avenues for my addictive personality anymore. For me, it's shopping. Right. So mm. if I'm going to go. It's likely that I will go in a shopping-related incident. Actually, my husband said more likely to be crushed under the weight of my own clothes. <laughs> it's that sort of situation. So yeah. So I think I think a crushing. You know, maybe at a sample sale, you know, one of those places you get an invitation and you go and then there's a queue outside and everyone's feral and then everything in there is obviously size six and it can't actually fit on your leg, but you think it's fine, it's like 90% (laughs) off. I'll just, I'll be a size six, I guess. (laughs) I'll just stop eating and buy 38
0: dresses for 10 quid and then they all just live in the wardrobe. And um, what would the public response be to your death? How would you like the public to respond well, that's the thing,
2: isn't it? Like, if it's anything like my films, <laughs> there will be jubilation in some quarters. Dancing and um, relief. And then <laughs> and then some people quite sad. And I would say mostly indifference though, right? I don't think anyone would care that much, apart from my family. Uh-huh. But what I would like is the rending of clothes in the streets, national day of mourning, yes. um, open weeping... Yeah, just like I'd like the world to grind to a halt uh-huh. for a day, yeah, and for everyone
0: to be utterly devastated. Uh huh. I'm sure they will. Yeah, and there'll probably be um, homages to to you. Yeah, people dressing so. as characters. Oh from yeah, your yeah, yeah, Films. Oh, you know I what so. I mean? Lots of girls with, and boys. One would hope, in that rather, I mean, very sexy but really disturbing outfit that Carrie Mulligan mm. wears at the end of promising young woman the mm. little nurse's outfit i mean mm. your you know your eyes just fucking out of this world you know what i mean but um yeah lots of shagging of graves i think oh, I hope when so. you die i would yeah. love that yeah.
2: honestly I would love that because yeah. I have a real chronic fear of being alone. Okay. I mean, the other way I thought I might die is if I, if my husband just went out for five minutes, I might die of loneliness oh, really? because I can't <laughs> be alone oh, with my really? thoughts. Yeah. Mustn't ever be alone with my thoughts. Uh-huh. But then you write this, your thoughts down and share them with us, you know. That's true, but I think that that's the trouble, isn't it? Is that the the thoughts are relentless and terrifying and so the idea of people coming to have sex with my grave have a chat with me i would truly be delighted Uh i really have no um qualms about that at all great and you know even if they just come honestly just for a quick wank and a chat absolutely thrilled just tell me about your day come and talk to me play me some of the latest hits so i can keep abreast of things yes delighted. Fabulous. And how would you like to be remembered? Oh, I'd like to be remembered as having really great tits. That's Perfect.
0: You don't need to say any more than that. That's absolutely perfect. That's
2: all I care about. And where would your obituary be? Well, I was thinking about this and I was like, what would be the dream? The dream is Daily Star. Oh, yes. Front of the Daily Star, a really great headline. Yeah. And then a really sexy pic of me from, like, ten years ago. uh uh-huh, like, nice. like, a kind of <laughs> a misleadingly hot pic. Um, if they want to superimpose my face onto, like, a lovely l- lass's bod uh-huh. in a Union Jack bikini, all's the better. And it's just what they like to do. My favourite thing about Daily Star is the, like, tenuous link to Ooh. Diana... Perhaps some kind of alien. So that's what I'd like. It would be some kind of conspiracy theory. Yeah. A lovely lass died before, (laughs) died in her prime. Yes. Because I'm like quite long past my prime. So they can just, you know, they can make it up. They can give me my age, my playing age of 22.
0: Oh, fantastic. And the Daily Star will oblige, I'm sure. Oh, please, Daily Star. Do you have any regrets in life? Do you wish you'd done anything differently, really? No. Good for you. I really don't. Like, do people regret? Peter Capaldi said being mean to people he regrets. But then that's lovely of Peter Capaldi, to be honest, that he'd been mean to people. I mean, there was
2: a thing that happened to me that was the, like, I think for me the, like, inciting incident, I suppose, of my, like, life as a writer, was that a woman, a middle-aged woman, very, very, very nicely dressed, when I was 15 and getting cash out of a cash machine, was lingering near me anxiously to the point that I turned around I thought maybe something had happened like maybe she was in trouble and I turned around I said are you okay and she said I didn't know whether to tell you and I said what what and she said I'm a psychic and you're going to die at 30 of stomach cancer what and I said exactly that I said what in hell and she said I'm so sorry I didn't know whether to tell you or not and I was like that is genius that is genius yeah. that is an act of perfect sadism and cruelty yes. and it was that thing of I just realised at that exact moment I was like why the fuck would you do that and then I was like oh no I understand because it was the same impulse that makes men go to a pub to pick a fight it was a hit and run Right. she wanted to just hurt me wow And I think that is the kind of impulse that maybe people do have, actually.
0: Yes, because that's gonna be at the back of your head. Of course. Even though you know this woman's obviously fucking deranged, but that's gonna be at the back of your head until you reach 30, which I haven't, of yeah. course.
2: <laughs> but but no, but absolutely, and also yeah. stomach. You have your period every month. Yes. So every time you get your period, it's like a guaranteed horror. Yeah. And it was so brilliant and it was so genius. I'd love to have that ability to think of the one thing that would yes. be
0: maiming. God, I'm thinking of this woman now and I'm just mm. thinking, how many other young girls has she said this to where did it come from was it jealousy of youth or just wanting to fuck somebody up i think all of it isn't right it extraordinary all of it a lot of the time the bad
2: decision is the most stimulating it's just whether you're aware of it
0: i guess we i go oh, we've got to go back to the death yes but i think you're <laughs> fucking great isn't this wonderful goddess naya you know what I mean? It's, it's like beyond my expectations. I'm just <laughs> fucking loving this. Okay, so. But get back on to death. We get do, back we do. Death. Don't
1: go anywhere. We'll be back
0: after this short break.
3: Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Kathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh,
0: well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. I don't want to get another one.
3: Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I
0: get it, Goddess. What's up, then?
3: I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, Goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime.
0: Oh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up.
3: No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. No, all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. There's a lot happening these days.
0: Well, we're absolutely beside ourselves that you've come to your end, Emerald. But before we get into your carefully curated send-off, we've got a new little bit to do here. Ooh. So we've been getting so much of your death mail over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under. We're gonna start ripping through it here on our main episodes too, you lucky buggers. So, goddess, have the Wrathbones done a little jingle for us? So, Emerald, I can't be fucking arse reading out this email. <laughs> 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 I'd want to get paid extra for that. So, would you mind? Who's written in
2: to us this week? Okay, this one is from Harrison in the Wirral. Nice for Harrison. Hey, Harrison. Cathy, before I start. I wanted to let you know I'm a Hoovian so your episode with Peter Capaldi made my year and we're only a few weeks in. Hurrah! I very nearly died in one of the most stupid ways physically possible. Oh, okay. <laughs> when I was seven and my brother was 11, we were bored at home one day. May I add, my parents are out at work, and I come from a generation where getting a babysitter wasn't a thing. You were just told, don't open the door to anyone. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, having exhausted playing with our mountains of toys, we decided to raid the kitchen cupboards. Whilst looting my mum's stock, my brother accidentally knocked over and subsequently spilled a huge bottle of vegetable oil. Panicking and trying to wipe it up with no success, we discovered that we could turn this situation into a fun slip-and-slide and and surf game. (laughs) We took it in turns to run and then slide on our bellies across the slippery kitchen floor. It was my third go and I launched myself a bit too quickly. I'm totally out of control. I feel myself hurtling headfirst towards the oven. I crash into it, smashing the glass door, but found myself unscathed, just absolutely frightened about what my mum is going to say about this mess. My older brother absolutely shit himself thinking I was a goner and felt so bad that he took all the blame. It's safe to say we never did it again. And now as a parent myself, I get butterflies. All my love to you, Cathy. This podcast is my favourite thing
0: ever. Oh, well, thank you so much, Harrison. That's a fabulous letter to get. Did you um, think email?
2: he was going to get stuck in the oven and cooked? I
0: mean, no, I didn't think that. That's where that's where your head goes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: oh, no, and then his brother turns the oven on.
0: Oh, mate, that, then... well, there's another Oscar winner for you. <laughs> you. You know what I mean? You need to write that one down, babe. And uh, when he says, I now get butterflies, I suppose he's imagining himself as a parent, you know, feeling it as a parent, like, oh, my God. That was such a terrifying thing we did. And it could have been a nasty accident. He could have smashed through the oven and then been cooked. I mean, the everyday
2: horror of being a parent.
0: What stupid stuff did you get up to as a kid? Was there anything? Oh, man.
2: I mean, quite a lot of near death experiences to the extent where I think. I'm a bit worried that I'm in a final destination. Oh, right. Do you remember where they survived a plane crash? Yes. And the concept is they've cheated death and then death comes for them. The best franchise, the best idea for a movie. But for me, the first one, oh, God, I
0: nearly got beheaded on a boat. Where well, I nearly got beheaded by Did a you? helicopter. Yeah, yeah. By a helicopter? Well, the, yeah, it, uh, the wheels of the helicopter. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah I know it still makes oh. me go ooh, oh. feel a bit sick But yeah. how? Did you slip? No no it was shooting a movie It was. Oh, it, fuck was it was just something that had gone wrong Bad communication What was it? No it, you can't name and shame No I can't fucking name and shame No 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 it was Walker I was doing a film called Walker out <gasps> in Nicaragua And uh, yeah it was just bad communication And that happened Fucking American actors they love fucking improvising <laughs> and, we're, and, it, and it's this fucking... I'm always saying, that, like, when I work with Alex Cox, we stop telling them to improvise, they're rubbish, you know oh. I mean? And know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, it was... it was um, We were doing this scene where we were all getting sort of shot. It was it a was sort of mad film. And we had to run and then and then pretend you're shot dead. And then this helicopter that was an actual old Russian... Fighter helicopter, so it's fucking huge, and it was being flown by a real-life Nicaraguan soldier for us, and he'd been told under strict instructions. Do you know what I mean? The communication, and then we will cut. So don't fly it. Don't go up in the air. We will cut and whatever. But this fucking stupid American actor gets in the helicopter, the camera's not even on him. And he turns to this young fucking Nicaraguan cadet and goes, Take her up! Because he's a stupid wanker improvising. So this kid just. (laughs) And then, of course, and then it was like, and then it was just hovering. And I was lying there. I was totally unaware of what was going on because it was so noisy. And uh, yeah, and the next thing I just feel myself being dragged <gasps> by the feet. One oh of the gosh. stunt guys <gasps> ran in and just pulled me. And as I looked up, I could the, the wheel, which was about oh you gosh. know the width of this table was just hovering above oh, so yeah, yeah that was me nearly getting be edded how did you nearly get be edded
2: <laughs> oh my god i feel sick I actually that's really also but also because what a great way to go
0: i mean yeah i mean
2: that is the one thing i mean i did think this so so i was so this makes me sound this makes this is probably the most glamorous thing that's ever happened to me in my life i should say i should caveat this with this is not the sort of thing that happens to me regularly but I was staying in Venice, mm. and a friend of mine who lives there was driving me to the airport in his boat. I mean, yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you know. No. Look,
2: it just it is what it is, guys. <laughs> and because some other friends had been staying, they'd be the ones who'd put the anchor up on the boat, and they hadn't put it inside the boat. They'd put it—I don't know any boat words—but yeah. the prow.
3: I don't know All the right. bit of the front. Whatever.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. And because we were late, my friend didn't notice. And I was sitting next to him, he was driving it and we were going fast and we hit a little bump and the anchor, I felt it go past my face. Half an inch, Yes. half an inch it just went and he brilliantly stopped quickly enough for it to then kind of bounce away into the water but again... It could have
0: managed. Oh, 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 decapitated, taken, completely decapitated. Yeah, the but then I off. thought
2: again: if I'm gonna go, yeah, decapitated yeah. on a sexy boy's boat in uh, Venice. That's much
0: more glamorous than than my it's, than my near decapitation. Yeah. Well, listen: if you like that, we've got a whole load more morbid mail on our bonus podcast, Six Feet Under. So sort it out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or head to oh, where there's a for details And if you want your death mail read out on the podcast, then send it into kathy at deathpodcast.co.uk. whether you put the wrong song on at a funeral or the last time you almost died of laughter, we love hearing from you
1: The funeral.
0: So, the funeral. Where's it taking place?
2: Well, I thought Vegas, Little Chapel of Love. Mm. Have Elvis do it. I really, really don't want anyone to be sad. Okay. I just can't bear the idea of dying. Uh huh. I don't want to die, so I just want to make it as fun for everyone as possible. And would you
0: have the actual Elvis doing the funeral? The the original Elvis? Well, maybe, because this is all fantasy. Or would you get Austin Butler Mm.
2: to be Elvis? And Jacob Elordi. Who also played Elvis in Priscilla? Of course, which I've not seen yet. Oh, you it's see.
0: brilliant! Oh, great! Yeah. And Jacob, uh, he was wonderful in Saltburn. He's brilliant. I yeah. didn't know he was a he's is he Australian? He's Australian. I know he's a very talented young man.
2: Unbelievable! Yeah, yeah. Came in and just fucking brilliant. He's brilliant. But yeah, so maybe I could have
0: all of the people who Elvis and the people who've played him. So um, there's the, the, the Vegas little chapel of love. Hmm. So this is where people normally get married, isn't sure. it? But sure. but your funeral will be there. Yeah. And how are you how are you physically getting to the funeral? How? Dragged. Dragged. <laughs> 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 I think just I
2: think I'm really torn because I'm torn between like showgirl Vegas Limo glittery coffin, and just like being slung in a cart like a plague victim. <laughs> you know, there's something yeah I don't I'm not I just don't I wish I believed in something, but I don't. And so there's something to me a bit funny about, I don't know the grandiosity of funerals and things I completely understand they have to happen, but I also love the idea of just being thrown out with the rubbish.
0: yeah, yeah, you know,
2: just put out with the bins uh-huh. and be like, no, it's not recycling day, <laughs> you know, have the horror of that. But yeah, so I so I guess but I'll choose for the sake of my family a kind of glittery coffin. Yes. In a in a stretch limo.
0: Nice. And it would be yeah, it would be a
2: Vegas style coffin then. I think, no? Oh I think so, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe transparent. Oh yes. Like nice. in Disney's Snow Sleeping White. Beauty.
0: Was it Sleeping Beauty? Oh Snow
2: White, yeah, Was you're it? right. It's it's a lot of asleep women, isn't it? In Vegas. They like
0: us. They love us. Fucking just lying Passed down. Out. Past Tits out. up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mouth open. I oh, know it's fucking bleak, isn't it? Uh, and what are you wearing in the coffin?
2: Oh my god! Well, I was thinking about this, and I thought, nun's habit, so that I might, wow. if heaven does exist, I might trick my way in. Oh, very no, good. You know, very sneaky. I don't deserve to be there, so
0: I think. Oh yes, you do.
2: No, no, I don't think so. We all deserve to be. I don't think so. Oh God, really? Do you think we do?
0: Yeah, I think. I think we all deserve. Well. I mean, it's heaven and hell, load of bollocks. I mean, you know, we've all totally, we've all yeah. just been controlled. You know uh, what I mean, yeah. and manipulated since dot. Well, since men could write, yes, and, and wrote down what the fucking rules were. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think I think you'd be accepted in heaven, but I think they'd love you in hell as well. The thing Where, is,
2: I'd love the decor.
1: Yeah, in hell. you
0: would.
2: I'd really appreciate the decor, and I've always had a bit of a crush. On Satan mm. in Paradise Lost, um, but I think I don't know. I don't know. I think I think I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you believe you deserve to go to heaven, you probably don't. <gasps> That's so kind of masochistic, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I think I think of like having an iPhone, and I think of all the clothes that I've bought like fast fashion, uh-huh. and I think I don't deserve to go to heaven. The amount of bat I've not recycled enough. Right. You know, there's yeah, a lot I'm of perfect stuff perfect. that I could. I eat meat which is very cruel. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't think I, I'd be able to justify my existence in heaven.
0: Well, you know, I mean, that's not for us to judge, though. It? No, the it's best not Nair. for us to judge. You know, we just, we just, this is your fantasy and this is the way you want things to be. So yeah. so, um, what about the pallbearers for your coffin? Magic Mike XXL Dancers. Oh, OK. I've never seen Magic Mike. The
2: film or the live show? Both. Oh, my God. OK. <laughs> OK. I would like the Magic Mike dancers but dressed very modestly and being very sombre to carry in my coffin maybe maybe with a hint of dancing but only a hint
0: not too exuberant no because they'd be very sad at your demise well
2: also you wouldn't want the coffin to slip off for oneself to kind of fall out
0: oh because they would be slippery because they do
2: cover themselves in baby all these lads don't they they would be a bit slippery yeah don't go
1: anywhere we'll be back after this short break i'm nick friedman i'm Lee alec murray and i'm leah president and this is Crunchyroll presents
3: the anime effect we're a new show breaking down the anime and pop culture news you care about each and every week I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. And yeah, I agree. We're
1: covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to pretend that I don't right Hold now. it in. Hold. And our current faves. And... Luffy must have his due. <laughs> and we agree on some things, but not on everything.
3: I... Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say Oof. what you're going to say and I'll
1: circle back. No, I... Listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. Every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
3: If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you,
0: you will not find it.
3: In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a
1: deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters?
2: And why? Why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is cover-up season four, The Anthrax Threat, available now.
1: The Eulogy
0: So now we've got a eulogy, have we? Somebody's done a eulogy for you.
2: My beloved friend Jessica Knappett um, has done the eulogy.
1: Here lies Emerald Fennell. I haven't checked the autopsy, but uh, I think she died from an overdose of... an inhalation overdose of, of posh candles. She definitely died from burning money, essentially. What, of course, we'll all remember about Emerald is her work. For instance, on her first day of being an intern... When her boss said to her, coffee, Emerald. And she said, oh, no, thank you. And her boss said, no, Emerald, make me a coffee. (laughs) I would have liked to have uh, visited the grave today. But, of course, um, there's no getting to it, uh, unfortunately, because of all the people that keep making love to the mound of soil on top of her gravestone. But, you know, (laughs) perhaps it's what she would have wanted. I mean desecration is something she so deliberately encouraged with the film saltburn so it's no great surprise that you know there's a a 24-7 police cordon around the grave um they have erected a fence (laughs) you know a a permanent erection around the grave is is fitting (laughs) i guess but um we love you babes and um We'll never forget you, cracking rat.
0: <laughs> 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 That's oh, the dream. That's what you wanted. That is what I wanted. <laughs> so now we've come into the end of the main service. So we've got a big question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be... Buried or
1: cremated?
3: Well, I thought
2: I wanted to be cremated, but now there's this possibility of all this posthumous sex. I think yes. just keep, leave the body intact. ah uh-huh. Yeah, you know, don't want to spoil anyone's fun.
0: That's it, because there'll be people queuing up. Mm-hmm. Mhm. So have a little bit of a grind yeah. in the old grave.
2: Yeah. And so I think that it's just you know, not that they that they'd be getting into the coffin, it's more mm. that conceptually yeah. you know, you want people to kinda of know that you're there. Yeah. Just for this for themselves. Uh-huh. So I think that's probably especially if you're in the nuns uniform, you know. I mean. I mean, especially if I'm if I am you know, as I hope, dead at ninety nine, and in a in a glass coffin. In a glass coffin, yeah. You know, presumably the rack is is swinging around the ankles by then. <laughs> so it's going to really paint a picture for people, it and I think really that's important. <laughs> anyway, what's going to be on the gravestone or on the plaque? So in ninety nine, my favourite show, mm. there's. <laughs> When Jill fakes her husband's death for attention,
0: oh, God. on his yeah, headstone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is a
2: picture of her. That's right. And it's <laughs> beauty by Jill with her salon's telephone number. <laughs> and I just think it's the best thing in the world. And so I would love, A, if I could, I would just actually love that headstone yeah. with Julia Davis's face because I'd actually just prefer to be remembered as <laughs> Julia Davis. But I think I would similarly love a sort of slightly soft focus headshot of myself. (laughs) And, you know, just, I mean, just my name. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Mm. I mean, you know, I think, I think that's the thing is that like, people romanticize these things oh, i don't care they can write some old slut some dumb slut lies here you know some you know what's the worst review yeah yeah actually that would be quite good whatever my worst review oh, is right. pointless anti-feminist <laughs> stupid talentless
0: bitch <laughs> oh that's gorgeous gorgeous so now we move on to the will and the wake so, what's the wake going to be like? I mean, do you like a good party, a good knees up? or? I love a good knees up. Mm. I think that what I would like is everyone copping off. Oh.
2: Really drunk, really tearful, lots of fighting. This is where the, like, intrigue that happens in the church comes to fruition. Uh-huh. You want... Hand job around the back of the crematorium for some. You want people like throwing cups of tea at other people, things smashing against the walls. I mean, There was a terrible memorial service a few years ago for a friend of ours who died very young and her husband did a very moving eulogy and then a woman had to be removed from the wake for coming on to him so drunkenly and so (laughs) ostentatiously that she had to be removed. And personally, (laughs) I think that's the best because that's what you want, isn't it? Yes. If, If I die before my husband dies. I would love the world's totty to go and have a crack at him. You know, it's a hard, it's a tough market out there. That's it. Absolutely fair play, so... Um, but that's getting in quite quick when, oh you no, know, it's oh, still, the when, service
0: isn't even over, Oh, no, really. no, no, no,
2: the service wasn't over, like, yeah. tea and cake, and we were like, honestly, this girl is going to wake up tomorrow morning. Yes. And what she is going to know is that she was removed from awake <laughs> for hitting on the widower and that is a shame over the likes of which even i can't begin to imagine Uh like you've got to kind of give it credit actually it's so bad that she's kind of done something none of us have the
0: the balls balls to do yeah yeah it's fabulous fucking hell and also you just got to get in there quick totally oh totally yeah yeah you know
2: it was a great eulogy Uh uh-huh you know she mm. was obviously thinking i'm going to i've got to get in there before somebody else yes, does yes yes but my word like the shame yeah. the intense shame
0: yeah when yeah waking up the next day like you say
2: that moment <gasps> where you wake up and think oh why am i wearing black oh oh
0: oh
2: oh, oh. <gasps> no oh, no and then yeah yeah just <laughs> The, 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 the imprint it. of the pallbearer's hand still Ooh. on your upper arm oh, yeah. as they thrust you into a taxi.
0: <laughs> oh, it's like your insides being scratched. It's so cringy and embarrassing and <laughs> <It's> mortifying. A- <laughs> so, you've been officially late to rest, but reincarnation, would you like to be?
1: Animal, vegetable or me?
0: Do you like to be reincarnated as? A
2: water cooler in a really exciting office. Oh. So I could hear all the goss. OK. I could see the Christmas party. I could hear about the latest episodes of The Traitors. Yes. I would love to just be kept abreast of everything. OK. Because I just really love people. I love having a cup of tea I'd love to be, honestly, in any office. I can Uh get involved in anyone's local office goss. Uh-huh. So that's what I'd like to be. Wouldn't you be lonely when it's a work from home day? Oh, God. Or would you be and at Christmas. Quite glad of the break. But no. It just seems... Well, then maybe it's the kind of place that's never shut. Oh. But I wouldn't want it to be like a hospital. I wouldn't want it to be where anything sad happens. Mm. So I that think office, it needs of... to have been like years of like simmering romance. So I think it would, I'd have to just sit in silence during the Christmas holidays and feel very, feel very sad
0: and lonely and wait until they all came back. Uh-huh. I quite like that though. I think you're the first water cooler that we've ever had. Imagine how nice <laughs> it would be. Great. Well, well, make sure you're a wonderful water cooler. Thank you. So, what about the wheels? What have you got, and who's getting it? So again, I thought, I don't really believe in
2: wills. I think they make people really sad. I don't think it's a good idea. So I don't think I, don't, I think you know you want to leave a little bits and bobs sure to your family, but in general, I think. You know, leaving them lots of things is probably not a good thing. So, instead, what you do is you pick random people from your life and you give them things that will baffle them for the rest of their lives. Oh, that's very somebody good. Somebody you're at school with that you didn't know at all, mm. like, leave them a box and have a have something that, like, you'll know what this means. <laughs> right. But they won't. They won't. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, You know, leave somebody that you didn't like or that somebody was really cruel to you, something very meaningful. Oh, You know, very just just, good. just start a few kind of intriguing little things, oh, I would say. Oh, yeah. You know, just give people things that will be kind of baffling to them.
0: Yes. Oh, you've really got me thinking here. I mean,
2: imagine if you just mm. inherited, like, a car mm. from somebody who hated you.
0: You wouldn't feel comfortable driving it, would you? That's very true. You'd be a bit worried about the brakes. This is like going back to the lady at the cash point. It's sort of in that way. It's sort of, I'm giving you this bit of information. I'm giving you this thing. And it's going to completely disturb you. Yeah. And make you feel uneasy for a very, very long time.
2: Or thrill
0: you. Mm.
2: You know, or you give gifts to people, you know, somebody you've met once and you just really liked.
0: Yes, yes.
2: And then, you know, I think that's the thing is you can bring, Mm. you can use it to kind of provide entertainment. I think that's what I'd like to do.
0: Well, I think um, some old enemies of mine, when I peg it, will be getting little boxes of shit. (laughs) That's oh, what I'm going to do. Can you have it beautifully wrapped? Beautifully wrapped in a yeah. Cartier box. And they think, "Oh my god. I didn't realize. I remember Kathy from all those years ago. I thought I'd been quite cruel to her. But look, here's this box. And then they open it and it's just a little mound of shit, a dried-up old turd. A dried up. Cuz you'd have had turd. to have done
2: it before dying, so you might have
0: Yeah, I mean it doesn't have to be my own shit. You know, because then yeah. you know maybe you're giving them too much. Uh, interesting, yeah. Just, just some shit. Just
1: some, just some, some shit. dog shit. Just some
2: dog shit, yeah.
1: Famous last
0: words. Last words now. I mean, again, they should have.
2: They should be something that starts a chain reaction, right? Uh huh. Friend of mine's grandmother. The last thing she said was, "I pushed her." <gasps> She said it to my friend. It was actually not quite before she died, but she had very, very advanced dementia. And she wasn't ever lucid. And one of the last times my friend visited her, she was sort of talked, you know, in the way that people do, in a way that made no, no sense, wasn't even kind of linear words at that stage. And then just before he left, she grabbed him by the arm and she said, I pushed her. And he was like, that's weird. And he went home and he said, um, there's mum. She said something a bit funny. She said, I pushed her. And the mum turned around in the kitchen and said, what do you mean? He said, Granny said, I pushed her. She said, when she was at boarding school, a girl fell off the roof and died. When she was baby boarding, you know, kind of eight or nine.
0: Amazing. So
2: I would say, I pushed her.
0: Fucking brilliant. (laughs) And then people like, what was that? They'd be like,
2: what? Yeah, yeah. Who? Who? Emerald Who? But I'd be gone. I'd be I've crushed. I'm crushed already. I'm crushed to death.
0: And it could have just been somebody that was on a swing.
2: Oh, it could have just Uh, been nonsense. Yeah, yeah. it could have been on a (laughs) swing. I pushed her into agreeing to dinner when she didn't want to
0: come. Yeah. But isn't that fucking brilliant? Isn't that brilliant? Just in in a moment of clarity of her dementia mind, she just confessed. A bit, and isn't it chilling that it's the last thing
2: you remember? Yeah. That actually that the things that we do, the to- the torment, the horror if it exists is that we remember it. And it's been repressed
0: for so long. Obviously, she'd kept that to herself yeah. all yeah. her life. Yeah. And they thought this little girl fell. Yeah. I pushed her. I pushed her. I mean that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean we do feel sorry for that little girl that was killed but oh god of course sorry yes (laughs) because we are reveling in (laughs) the horror
2: god oh god i'm such a reveler yeah 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 but that's that is fucking great so there you go i'm nicking that that's what i'll say
0: i pushed her i pushed her brilliant Mm. well this has been absolutely (laughs) fabulous and uh thank you so much, Emerald, because especially you're so fucking busy. And best of luck with you've. How many BAFTA nominations have you got? for um, The film
2: has a five. I mean, I it's just
0: incredible. It's Amazing. What an achievement! Thank you're, you. you're just. Fucking brilliant. And are you writing something new now?
2: Yeah, I'll start. I'll start in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry up.
0: What do you mean in a minute? Fucking get on with it. (gasps) I need to see my children. Well, fuck you, children. No, fuck them, actually. Fuck them. We need another movie. It's true, actually. We need another movie. So listen, uh, it's not over yet, listener, because uh, we've got more funeral fun over on our (laughs)
1: subscription (laughs) episode
0: (laughs) Um, of Six Feet Under, subscription podcast, I should say, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes. Head to wellisthewoodwoodsawake.com to subscribe and Emerald will be joining us on this episode to read out your emails. But thank you so much again, the wonderful Emerald. For now. Oh, she, she's she. gone. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Is she Lord. going?
2: I was just wondering about that because I. Oh, literally- she's
0: gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producer is Charlie Morell, and my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Our engineers are Ed Gill and Matthias Torres Solé, marketing by Kieran Lancini, our production coordinator is Lily Hambly, music by Jonathan Rathbone, and the executive producer is Ollie Wilson.